Hello and welcome to Studio 141 and the Coffee House. As always, I'm Ryan Whiting and I'm here with my friend, my compatriot, the peanut butter to my jelly, Paul Cushing. Oh man, I it's trash fire time, is it not? Oh, it's oh, it's been trash fire. Time. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? We're trash. Yeah, there's lots of trash fires happening. We're at the end. the 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 trees are blossoming. We've got pretty colors going on. My phone turned a bunch of pretty colors the other day. <laughs> like it's just it's it's just a beautiful time of year. Yep. If you're a club, you're thinking about like what the next step is with regards to going down or going up, and um, you know you start looking around like it's spring cleaning time. Should I keep a Weston McKenney? Should I try and, I don't know, sell a Tyler Adams? <laughs> We're going to get to why I bring up them in particular. But uh, but I think we should start on a high note. Yeah, safety. Oh, ours, we think about safety. So, like, we have protective mitts for our trash fires so that when we put them there real close and get our food out of it, we... Uh... We Be- don't burn ourselves in the process. Because we do love to cook our food over our burning trash. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> and we like to put our hands right in it. Just and jam them in there. Just jam our, fi- like our, our <laughs> nonsensical finkies. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get nice <laughs> and toasty. Get a nice and toasty right into the fire. Anyway, uh, Oxford United. They're safe. They're safe. They're and safe. They're safe. With like with verve, once more with feeling. We had they, two times. They won two games. Three o four one. That's yeah, a pretty good. Yeah, the nil, best they've nil. played all year. Yeah, four nil, three nil, and they've got two more. They've got one more game to play. Yep. They play one of uh, Accrington Stanley, which is also in the. They're in that relegation battle. I, be- I, I believe. believe they're actually the worst team in the. Or like I think year. yeah, it's like Forest Green and them are to the two worst teams. If they yep. win again, then they'll very clearly be safe at that point. They'll be like point wise safe. Mathematically, they're pretty much safe. They would have to give up 19 goals or something like it's, that yeah, without it's reply. it's like a combined 19 goals that they would Difference. have to... Yeah. So they had to lose 10-0, and another team would have to win 9-0. Record games would have to occur. Functionally safe. Functionally safe. And so we want to celebrate Oxford United staying up. And, uh, I don't know how we should celebrate that. Maybe we'll, we'll figure something we, out. We should have learned a song. Oxford United song. Up, up you yellows. Up you yellows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, you yellows. Hey, they they live to play in League One another year. Yep. They looked decent at the end of this one. So, you know, here's hoping that they can get off on a on a good foot next year. Hope springs eternal. Maybe we'll see them in the championship before long, right? I think they need a I think they'll look at restructuring and figuring out exactly what they need to do. And I, I think they're going to, I mean, it, it feels like that's where they are. That's their level is league one. But I wonder if they'll think about trying to find a way to be closer uh, to the top again. Yeah. I think they'd just like to try and be, you know, mid table next year. Take what, like it in tenth, steps. Ninth, 10th yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Not, not fighting for relegation. And the, the whole year would games, be nice. Yeah. yeah. They were, they were closer to the top at the beginning of the season. It just all fell apart in uh, that. Wow. <laughs> January, the, February, the Boston came The Boston came accent my, came out. My Boston came out because of what happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, no falling apart, kid. No falling apart and the, the godding kid. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's, hoping, here's hoping it doesn't happen to another one of our Boston teams. No, no I don't think it will. Especially since uh, what's his name's out? For, Joel Embiid. He's out for pretty much the whole series. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's it. I guess the injury has been sort of uh, under underreported. Uh, yeah. Where they're like, oh yeah, he has a hurt knee, and then they're like, no, he has a really hurt knee. Yeah, he's like, not gonna able to play. Yeah, essentially, he's yeah. pretty much done for the NBA playoffs. Or you know, I mean, they. I mean, he not might be able that, to make it, but, but it's, yeah, it's it very very good. low. And if the Celtics play the Sixers without Joel Embiid. And like play reasonably. The only team that really stops the Celtics are themselves right now. At this point, including I would even say including the Warriors. I know the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, it took a fifty point uh, Steph Curry game to to win Game Seven yesterday. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's what Steph does, though. But this is the first time a fifty point game has ever been scored in a Game Seven. That's true. Well, he, I'm just saying, like he has. A, he's the kind of guy who has that ability to do that. I'm just saying that that's like one of those. Well, yeah. It, uh, have you heard the story? Like he was on the bus before mm-hmm. before the game. He's yeah. like, "Hey, like when they're getting on the bus, he's like, "Hey, you guys buy in, we'll win. 
I'll win game seven for us. It's like, you don't think, like, you're ready for a vacation? Don't even get on the bus. I don't need to see you when we go to Sacramento. Wow. Right? He's like, good I didn't. For, good for him. It's fine, but you get on here and we're going to win. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to play in the next round and, and we're going to win that one too. And that's Steph Curry. He's just. He's a monster. He's like one of those, yeah, quiet, you know. You never know, but then he's just. He'll drop too 50. Good. Too yeah, good, he can be yeah. too good sometimes. I'm wondering now if they finally woken up and now they're going to go on another run. To... I don't know. It's going to be interesting seeing, like, is this where LeBron James just empties, like, everything he has left in the chamber? He's like, you know what? I'll be damned if Golden State beats us tonight. <laughs> be damned if they if they, they get win past a series. The series. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even care if we win next round. Not about that anymore. Steph dies with me tonight. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I think that's, I, honestly, I think, in a, in a way, they're both very similarly built in a way. Mm-hmm. And, they're sort uh, of they're sort of weird rivals. They've never um like they didn't like each other for mm-hmm. for a good portion because like you know Steph was sort of sitting on LeBron's corner for a minute um <laughs> and still is in a way. Yeah, but they've like they've made peace with it. LeBron's yeah. like resume is unimpeachable. He's going to be one of the greatest players yeah, ever. One of the five greatest players and Steph Curry is going to be one of the 15 greatest players and like that's how it worked out and they've made peace yeah. with that i mean steph is like a he de- steph changed the game in a way mm-hmm. that lebron i mean because the thing is there's only one lebron right right there will never there may never be another lebron james right a, a guy with his vision and his power and speed does not happen like regularly right and especially with his feel for the game and everything it's steph curry changed how the game was played right i think that's i think the biggest difference between those two players is you steph have- curry turned the game into like Right, it's played a little further out now, right? Yeah, you it's, have a it's air like raid skill shot. It's at, like yeah. half court. <laughs> yeah, it's like skill shot or uh, what, what do you uh, a horse? There's sometimes it's yep. like feels like a game of horse that's going on. You're like, there's no way he's gonna shoot from there. Oh no, he's gonna shoot from there, and he drained it. Okay, uh, how do we? Right, I don't want to play against that anymore. And then like sometimes you'll have him guarded, and he still hits it. Right, he just hits an insane fadeaway, falling down three point shot, and you're like. Uh, I can't actually guard that man. Like that's as well guarded as it can be. Yeah, and um, and that's sort of why he's a an instrument of terror in the NBA. We 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 fell uh we we've we've fallen off the tracks a little bit. We, yeah, but we that's... put our hands in the fire. We've got to. We feel like we need to return back. Yeah, that's that's what happens. When Sometimes we... I felt we both we had this NBA bit in us for a little bit because yeah. because it's been actually a very interesting playoffs with yeah. you know Miami beating Milwaukee and things like that, and we're kind of bleeding a little bit because it's there's so many things happening. The Bruins lose to the Panthers in the playoffs in seven games, which Hockey's is a like crazy that. thing. It's, it's still a crazy thing because the Bruins are an all-time best regular season team. Right. And for I, the them President's to lose. The trophy, as always. Is a curse. Is a death sentence. It's a death <laughs> sentence, yeah. And especially, I mean, unless you like, you think like the way that they played. And the thing is, they sold out for it, too. Yeah. The Bruins sold out for it. So now they're going to have, they may have to rebuild and it's going to be Well, a, a so bunch of their guys are retiring anyway. So yeah. it'll be. They'll be all right. They'll just figure it out. Yeah. They'll. Krejci, Bergeron. Krejci, Bergeron. Um, that might that might actually be it. But those but are two big players. That's your captain. two top line centers. Like captain and assistant captain. Yeah. yeah. And you got Charlie Coyle and stuff to, to Replace step that. up. But. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, we've actually done a really good talk radio segment yeah, so we did. far we've, today. Yeah, yeah. like we've, that's been pretty good. We need to uh, let's let's return back to Oxford United briefly. So uh, looking at the next block, um, we have the oh, we're done with Oxford United. Do we have anything else to say? About I want to just say that they. I hope that uh, next year that they find uh, they they. What I what I noticed when we we watched them play, mm-hmm. their biggest issue was um, in the center of midfield. Yeah. And I think that's where they need to look for their reinforcements. And and particularly in the number six of this defensive midfield position. And uh, I think a left back would probably be pretty beneficial. Right back seemed fine to me. They looked like they had that over there down lock. Honestly seemed like their best player. Yeah. Uh it just feels like that. And then maybe a striker. Like a like a decent and so yeah, yeah, I that, think they, you know, spends like twenty five million dollars, not a big deal. They, they yeah. have that money, right? Of course they do. Everyone know, in that league has twenty five million dollars. Bring up your kids. Yeah. There's a there's a kid who who looks pretty decent yeah. in their academy right now. He will probably get game time next year. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. 
All hail the trash fire to Oxford United. Hopefully, we'll be back again yeah. to go see them play. That would be, be nice. A lot of fun. That um, would be nice. And we'll we'll find hopefully we'll find our friends again on the bus. We probably won't, <laughs> but uh, it would be nice to do that again. Anyway, all right, two. So the bottom fives, bottom eights, minus three. It's it's the bottom fives, and you want to know why? It's because three of the teams that we started with have proven that they're actually reasonable football teams, reasonable football clubs. Bournemouth. Wolverhampton, West Ham. It was the bottom nines because mm-hmm. we had Crystal Palace, who've done nothing but climb the table since then. They're in eleventh right now. Good for them. They yeah, they're out. Clearly they're very out. safe. They've proven that they're actual football football clubs. You know who hasn't? Leicester, Everton, Leeds United, Nottingham Forest, and Southampton. Boys, it's a race to see who can be competent first. That's what we're doing here. It's crazy because Leicester City, you think about what happened with Leicester City in the last like four, like seven, eight years, right? So right. they win the title, but and they weren't they went down, they were in the mid table there, and then they went back up. They they were fighting for Champions League spots for two straight years and they lost it in the last day of the two straight years. Yeah. And now there's just been this slow demise of 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 just also like talent drain and things like that. Like they lose Fafana, Schmeichel. Um, and a lot of players have been hurt. Like, Ndidi has been hurt most of the season, and um, oh, who's their other midfielder that, that's been really hurt? They've had a couple of um, players who have just been really hurt and uh, unable to really play, and um, it all fell apart for them. And, like, they... And, and you had a guy in uh, Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers, who... Is one of, he's a very, very good manager, very solid, almost brought Liverpool to a title, has had an undefeated season with Celtic, um, and had a chance to, and had two chances to possibly bring Leicester to Champions League, back-to-back Champions League. So he got him to the Europa League, which is still a feat, like I think, for a team such as Leicester to do that, consist- to do that in that consistency. Um and they beat teams like they beat Manchester City at Manchester City. They 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 won game, and it wasn't like they won them uh, like playing counterattacking football. They won beating them with style and panache and grace. They were the better team, the better team in that day. Yeah, and um, I wonder if there's this huge reset that's going to happen after they stay up. Of like, okay, like we have Jamie Vardy who's aging. We have other guys who are aging. It's time to you know buy youth and and reinvest and. Like be a mid-table team next year again, but then look towards like a couple years from now trying to fight for those European places again. I have heard rumors that regardless of whether they stay up or not, mm-hmm. they will be sale- selling um, James Madison in the summer. I'm not surprised by that. He'll go to a big team. He'll I, go to one of the bigger teams, I should say. Yeah, I think it'll be a fire sale in a lot of ways and then just try and reinvest with guys who are proven like low end mid table um, Premier League players. Yeah. So a lot of, you know I mean like Southampton, Nottingham Forest and Leeds guys who like can hang at that level. Like that would kind of be the move is bringing in like a bunch of guys who actually can play in the Premier League who aren't right. gonna cost you a lot of money. But who knows? Depends on how much Madison is sold for because He's English, so uh, he'll get, get they'll get sixty for him. You think sixty? Oh, for sure. Yeah, higher, lower, sixty-five, sixty, sixty-five. I think because he's still a really like what he's happened young. this year. He's still twenty-five. I think twenty-six. I think he's younger than that, isn't he? No, he's, he's twenty-four. He's, no, he's twenty-six. I think he's a little older than we realize, but he's still an excellent player. Some they'll yeah. get sixty million for him. They'll reinvest in other places. Um, they could use a center back um, and a goalkeeper. They need a goalkeeper desperately. I think that's yeah. been one of their biggest losing. Problems. Schmeichel was massive, and he wasn't even that great last year. But he's still he was just he's just a right. solid guy, and the, you just lose that presence in the back of someone who communicates really well, and then you fill right. it in with two guys who are just not good enough, at least for like a team of lesser stature, at least at the time. 
you know? And, and so it makes everybody make different decisions than mm, they would have without mm. having a guy who is kind of calming right. just by being there because he's been there so long, yeah. you know? And then Tielemans will be gone too. That's another guy who will be leaving the, the club at the end of the season. He's a free agent, so they won't even recoup any money from him, which is sort of sad. Um, but they'll they'll be okay. Tielemans is also another young player. He's 25 or 26. He's, yeah. he's still fairly young. And I think that's a guy who probably Belgian. will... Belgian. He'll probably go to Arsenal. That's what I keep hearing is that he's going to go to Arsenal on... Be a rotation guy. He'll be like a rotational eight. And they still probably will look at um, um, Declan Rice and all those guys too. But that oh, Yuri yeah, Tillemans will be a solid addition to that club. Anyway, yeah. And he got Harris, um, Harvey Barnes, who'll probably be there next year. He's another mm-hmm. guy that you'll probably keep because he's you know very solid English player. And you got Jack Dewsbury Hall, who's another or Kieran Dew, yeah, Dewsbury Hall, who's a really good player. Um, yeah, they've they've got some work to do, but I think they're going to stay up because it feels that kind of way to me that they're feels like that's like it. Yeah, I guess we we should get into this. I think really Leicester's quick. probably gonna gonna stay up. They're gonna find the points to stay up. I also think Everton are gonna find the points to stay up, maybe. Which I, really only leaves us with two clubs and Leeds. They just, we've waited for one of these clubs to figure it out all year. It's pretty clear with three games to go. They're not going to. And yeah. that's and that's Nottingham Forest. Too many guys. Uh, I mean, we can play we can play a fun game. Um, so you bring in a bunch of players. You have too many players. You have, you know, uh, a coach that ends in er. In in Potter and Cooper, Potter, and uh, <laughs> and that is a that's a dark joke if you're a Chelsea fan because of because of uh, the some of the things that you heard from from the dressing room. Yeah, well, it's I mean, Potter. They got a bunch of Malfoys on the in the dressing room at Chelsea. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I mean that tracks. They calling calling him Harry. That's the oh is that is that something that they did? That's yeah. funny. They called him Harry instead of uh, ha- Harry instead of Graham. Graham. Yeah. Oh well, you know things are going great in the Chelsea wherever in London. In, yeah, West London. I guess so. Anyway, uh, yeah. So like, it's just it's it's the same problem Chelsea has. They're both bad. Surprise. Um, welcome to the championship again, Nottingham Forest. You think? That, yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? They. I mean. They can't score and they can't defend. I know they've actually been one of the <laughs> worst teams in the Prem somehow. Like they were like okay for a while, and then I would say over the last four or five games, they just can't do anything. They can't attack or defend. I blame Jack Colback. <laughs> it's an easy one to to blame. I mean, listen, there's a-, a lot of evidence that he's just not going to get it done at a Premier League level, man. And he's a good guy. He's a good hand. He works real hard for the he's club. A, he's a triple A plus player. They call right, Something right? Like uh, that. Quadruple A, yeah. Quadruple he's, A player. He's a, he's, cha- a, he's, a, he's a yeah high level championship guy. He's like he championship is. plus. Yes, like but he's not Premier League standard. It, and I I, I I hate judging players like that, but it's very clear. Like it, he's also in his thirties, right? Yeah, Jack Coble is like thirty four at this point. I think he's getting there. Yes, I, I, I think so. Thirty two, maybe. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, I don't know. I remember him last when he was like twenty six. Oh, they also have John Joe Shelby, who uh, they told not to, um, He's not 33. to show up, not uh, not to show up to training. Yeah, or games. Yeah, he got Why upset because he wasn't going to start, and they were like, "Cool, um, you don't have to show up then." Which is which is just very John Joe of him. They have Chris Wood, who's been hurt. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, I don't know, man. Playing all of Newcastle's players who struggled in the Premier League is a is a move, I guess. It's just tough. I mean, yeah, he's thirty three, which oh. is also like a time when you know they have no- notoriously good for the dressing room. Serge Aurier. He's actually been really good for them. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, but, I mean, it just, like, I'm starting to list guys, and it's like, wait a minute. Caleb Navas? Yeah, how many guys do you have that don't get along with people? Cause that well, Caleb like Navas good... is, like, one of the best goalkeepers in the game, and he hasn't been able to save you. And Dean Henderson was one of the best goalkeepers in the game a couple years ago <laughs> at Sheffield United, and he's gone nowhere. Yeah. You it's... know, like, he's gotten them nowhere, and it's just like, when is it 
kind of like the thing is is that they they thought buying a whole bunch of players and trying to mix them together was going to be the the thing that saves them in reality they needed to bring in some players and just hope that the players that they had were of a quality enough to to keep them up now they spent 200 million dollars and 10 instead of 25 or 30 there's 30 players they've brought in and now they're going to have to figure out how the heck they're going to keep all these players next year. They're going to have to. They're going to have to sell some. Just a sale to the lower leagues. That's. I mean, at this point, where's John Joe going to go? Because you're selling him, right? Yeah, we see. He's not going to go back to the Premier League. He's no, not going to. He's, he's not. He's not. You have also Danilo Pereira, who who was like a guy that that was a good signing for them, and he's another guy who will probably have to be sold because yep. he's not going to want to play in the championship next year. Right. The problem is, is you're going to be stuck with the players who uh, nobody wants, and going to have to sell the players that you want because guess what? They're Everyone actually else good. wants them. Yeah. Right. So that's going to be. I mean, Chris Chris Wood will probably get sold to. A he'll, lower league, like he he probably will go to Everton next year, right? And he's because guess who's there? Or, yeah, Sean Dyche, baby, and he's and he's uh, as that's his Dyche boy. As they that get. is his buddy. I mean, he does everything you could ask for him. He's just yeah, not, of course. Like, oh, I don't blame him. Yeah. And honestly, he like stays on the field, which is something yeah. that uh, Calvert Lewin can't do. So, right, he's he's a decent little player. And he's I sounds not. really mean for me to say it that way, but it's true. Like he, yeah. Calvert Lewin can't stay healthy. Ends two two. So we just had we just had a live score. It's two two Leicester City, two Leicester City, Everton two, which does not help Everton stay in the Premier League. Not yet. Doesn't hurt Everton staying in the Premier League, but it doesn't help them stay either. So the other team that I think we've sort of settled on is is Leeds, and I don't think there, I don't think there's a team playing worse than Leeds. Right now, no. In any of the top leagues. No. Like they're they're beyond a dumpster fire. They are they are getting absolutely scoured every week, just getting absolutely destroyed. And it's pretty bad to watch. They have no it seems like they have no plan or their plan's not working. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I mean there's a lot of things going on at Leeds that that you're you're starting here, uh, Rod's Rod, Rod Driani, I think Rod is uh, I can't remember I can't say his name. Which one? The owner of Liverpool. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Rod Ziani, I think is his name. Uh, uh, the owner of Liverpool. Um, I mean Liverpool. The owner of Leeds has um has has been. He this is his mo, right? So yep. he's owned the club for I don't know a few years now. And he has never been able to keep a manager in place for longer than a year. The only exception being Marcelo Bielsa. Wow. Yeah. Because you sort of like, you mortgage the, like you sell the farm to Bielsa. You're like, hey man, why don't you just run this joint? (laughs) Right. Well, and the thing is, is it worked. Yeah. They finished ninth in his first season in the Premier League, which was really impressive. And they scored a lot of goals, and they played a fun style. And, yes, did they get blown out a couple times? Yeah, because, you know, they played some of those big teams. And the way that he plays, it can can be feast or famine sometimes, right? But they play beautiful. And then the second year, instead of trusting what was happening and realizing that they were going to stay up eventually, they got rid of him. And the problem is... They're now seeing the ramifications of that because they also then saw Jesse Marsh and he had a slightly bad run of form and they didn't trust him and they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing Javi Gracia, who in the past has not helped teams stay up and you're asking right. that man to keep a team up. And now the problem is how do you how do you, I, how do you well, get out of this problem? They're going to fire him too. The, <laughs> I mean, they, they might need to. And the thing is, is that they've invested. They invested in the wintertime to try to stay yeah. up. You know, the, you you grab Weston McKinney. You grab a couple of defenders, Wilbur, and um, there's another guy that they grabbed too. Um, but they tried to... Um, tried to, like, to shore up and try and be more of a... And they've given up more goals in a month than any other team in Premier League history in yeah. the last month. And this is... They didn't even give up nine goals in a game or i don't even think they gave up six it's just they kept on giving up four four five four three four and those you can't win games that way you can't 
Like you can't, and you could say a lot of things. Like you say, Melier's at fault. You could say there, but the problem is, it's like the whole team. The right. whole team does not structure well enough for them to defend consistently enough for ninety minutes. And you also have players in bad positions in which they don't do the job effectively. You know, you're asking Weston McKinney to play a deep lying six, and he's not that player. Like he's not. Allow Tyler Adams to float back and forth and play that as much as he can. Right. Run him into the ground until the end of the season. I don't think he's been healthy. I don't think he's played the last couple of games, Tyler yeah. Adams, which uh, doesn't help either. Um, it it just I'm I'm intrigued by why they even brought in McKenney. Was it just so West Ham wouldn't get him? Because they're using him. Like in a way that he can play, but is not the right usage. He's he's a like late box running kind of like I don't want to call him a shuttler, but he is a bit of a ball moving eight, right? Mm-hmm. You can get him the ball in weird spots. He's going to move it, and then if he can get on the end of a of a cross, he's very dangerous. Right. And there, there's a decent little player there. He does de- good or decent defensive work. It's just this midfield you have constructed or this just team you have constructed, it, it's not working with right. with the balance of that. He's defending too much, which is not necessarily his strong point. Right. And he's not getting to places where he's actually dangerous. Because he's not a ball carrier. Not really. Well, and this is, I guess you could actually tie this to Tyler Adams. So Tyler yeah. Adams has been gone for a month. Yeah. He's been gone since the end of March. And guess when their worst run of form has come? It's almost like Tyler Adams has been the linchpin. Right, the only thing that's kept it together. Just enough. And I wouldn't even say that great, but kept it together just enough so that they could hold on and win games or like keep it close where it's like two to one or two to two because he covers so much ground. Yep. And he's he's incredibly, incredibly smart about where he should be defensively. Mm -hmm. He can read like an attack and be like, okay, I can effectively cut off two of these guys if I just stand in the right spot or yeah. if I just get to the right spot. He's very good at making it tough. He's a one-man, like, counter-killer, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and guess what? You're missing that yeah. desperately right now. And he's he's my vote for a player that uh, is on a relegation side that's going to get sold and go on, like, a, a, a big run with a team. I think him, I think James Ward-Prowse is going to go to a big team and he's going to be, you're going to see how good he is. Because yeah. he's gonna, you're gonna be like, oh wow, like he, wait a second, wait a second, like he, like he does a lot more than we realize, mm-hmm. you know, and it, more than just his free kicks, like he's a very good technical player, yeah, you know, and he's another one of those guys to me that's gonna be um, in that in that realm. I know he's American, and this is gonna be a weird pick, but Tyler Adams is at the top of my Newcastle United wish list Ooh. for that for that number six spot because he can play that pressing game that we like, and he'll get back and he'll he'll be essentially the linchpin of that. I agree. You know, defensive. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I you know Arsenal were rumored uh, to look at him too, and you know why? You know where you know where Arteta would play him. Probably as a like a back, right? Right back. Right he'd back. be the he essentially would do what Zinchenko does on the left, but he'd be on the right. This so is going to start be, as a right back, and I wonder if this could actually happen. I wonder if this is a thought process. With this is going to be a deep cut, and only like USMNT fans are going to care. Yeah. But uh, hey guys, remember when we got mad that um that Greg Bearhalter was thinking that maybe the right back was more of like a right defensive mid type position? Yeah. And they were going to tuck inside. Almost seems like that's what world football is doing now, huh? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Like Greg Berhalter understood uh, the uh, the the game a little bit. It's almost he, like, like he's a decent coach. It's almost it's like weird. he's like an RA coach, and <laughs> right. that he, you know, like this whole hit piece on him has been kind right. of uh, overblown. Well, they every the U.S. fans didn't like him from the beginning because his brother is like very important to, uh, yes, to the U.S. Yeah. Soccer yeah. Federation, and they so it was like yeah. a nepotism hire, but yeah. also like a hey, this guy's actually like he's like, actually legitimately legitimately good. a pretty decent coach. So yeah, well, we have a new hire with regards to our director of football at, at the U.S. Men's National, uh, the U.S. Football Federation. Yeah, um, do you remember his name? Should we look this up? We need to look it up. Um, so I'm just gonna like you know kill air for a second. 
Um, yeah, so the U.S. has obviously cleaned out the entirety of their like soccer federation, essentially on the men's side, and they've had a search for a like, I guess, director of football position mm-hmm. for the U.S. men's um, mm-hmm. U.S. men's side. They've conducted a search, and they came up with a guy who was part of England's setup. He was important um to southampton i believe he uh helped spearhead the last time they came up right and like had all that young talent that they that they brought in and they and they worked into game shape and and um and uh and stayed in the premier league for a long time until obviously this year and uh it seems like a great hire right you know that guy whose name I'm hoping is handed to me on a slip of paper any second. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, it's Matt Crocker. Matt Crocker. A very generic name, as we would say. Yeah, there's a uh, reason why I guess um, we couldn't remember it. Is it because it could have been anybody? It could have been any name at any right. time. And so Matt Crocker was a hire uh, outside of the typical mm-hmm. USSF. Um, he's he helped. Uh, with the English national team mm-hmm. uh, and higher in, in player development and was the one who ended up finding or hired Gareth Southgate. To I be believe managed. so. Or he's one of the people that helped uh, hire Gareth Southgate. I think to they be worked together in the, like, cause Gareth Southgate oh, yeah. was part of the under 20 uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Matt Crocker also helped develop. Um, he was a South player, Southampton player development guy and player director. Um, and he was the one during the mid 2000, mid 2010s it helped Southampton become like a little power for a little yeah. bit and like when they were like a mid table pretty like high mid table yeah. team like beating teams you know consistently um beating beating good teams consistently or at least making it hard on other teams and so um i think this is a great hire phenomenal I great mean, hire it's a really smart piece of business for the US and the thing is this is what I actually think is going to happen is it's going to there's going to be some cleaning of house there yeah well they've already sort of like cleaned house now they're bringing in guys to like rebuild the house yeah like he's the renovator right and, and guess who's the first person they're thinking about as uh, US men's national team manager is it Jesse Marsh yes yeah well which I mean, makes sense yeah I mean you're just going to play kind of classic American football in a lot of ways you're going to high energy up tempo, they'll have tough. some Red Bull flair, and yeah. there'll be some technical stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're gonna be working within those parameters, which is like heavy metal. Like the, I mean, the U.S. is heavy metal. Like, like right. it, that's what they should be. Like, you want to play Brazil style football, you need to develop players differently. And we don't, we don't do that. We prioritize in every level: speed, speed, power. You know, Aggression, kind of directness, direct, and like the best. The best part of our side during the World Cup was a midfield that people couldn't couldn't play through. Play, play through, yeah, and play around like, them. Yeah, that's that's what we're gonna build. Now every position is just gonna yeah, have Eunice that Musa, general. Like, Weston McKinney, Tyler yeah. Adams, those are your three guys, right? And whoever fits in with the like, hey, we're gonna press teams to death. We're gonna play very very tough, and then we're gonna score one or two, hopefully. And well, you have now you have players in all positions when you're at your best. So you have yeah. Balogun, you have Pulisic, you have has he Timo has Wei. he officially declared? Because I'm I mean, pretty sure he has not officially. I declared. thought he did, but um, but anyways, but you you I well we're gonna I'm just gonna say, yeah, Balogun, U.S. Men's National Team player. I I'm fairly certain he has not declared yet. But we do have we do still have decent players at every level. Yeah. At a certain point, like Ricardo Pepe's okay. He he's the thing is is that Ricardo Pepe needs time. He's yeah. nineteen years he's, old. He's young. He's super young, and the fact that he's playing in the Netherlands and scoring goals and right. making assists is a big deal. And I mean, he's been good um, in the post Bearhalter era where he's come in. And I mean, yeah, it's lesser competition, but like you can tell when a guy doesn't belong. And Pepe has been absolutely like ruthless yeah. to these lesser sides. And that's a good sign for a striker. Like think, you got to play who you play and score against them. So I think too, with, with him, I think he had a bad run of form. I think he, yeah. I think he made a bad decision too, with leaving for Germany in the time that he did. I think so. It was, I think he should have waited until after the, uh, the world cup 
and then decided to go on his journey because what happened is that he went to a place they didn't play him. Yeah, he suffered for it, and well, Rick it was, Berhalter said, "Oh, I can't trust you. Like, yeah. how can I trust you? You're 18 years old, and you're not playing at your side. Like, how can I do that?" It was it was the wrong team to go to. Yeah, a relega- relegation battling team that couldn't rely on an 18 year old to figure it out because they needed to like any survive. points they could get right yeah. and it just like it's unfortunate and it's pretty clear that like Augsburg Augsburg felt I won't say badly about it but like they understood enough to be like hey we'll get you alone like it's you know it, it's not hard feelings like we still like you yeah we, we, we want just, you still want you here <laughs> right gonna, we, just, we still want you to be our front front and center piece in the right. future so that we can sell you for like 40 or 50 million to another right. team in the things future, just but aren't going to work out right Just now because yeah. things have yeah. things have changed on us you know yeah and um anyway that's our that's usmnt corner i guess we we kind of what we, we derailed a little well, bit well we, we, we wanted went, to talk about we relegation that. battled into the u.s men's national yeah, team because cause, of leeds because leeds is very prominently involved with the u.s uh and jesse marsh yeah and uh southampton and yeah, all these teams. Southampton will be relegated. So we let's let's quickly end with our our relegation stuff. Who's going down? It's going to be Leeds, Nottingham Forest, and Southampton. I am I am in agreement with you about this. Every week we have a Leeds, different answer. and we have different answers. But it feels it feels like Leeds, Nottingham Forest, and yeah. Southampton. And Everton feel like a team that they got to draw today. They're going to find. Four to five points, and they're going to stay. I up. mean, it's still it's still Sean Dyche there, right? Yeah. I think they're going to find does. the points they need to stay up, and hopefully, Dominic Calvert-Lewin will stay healthy for the last four games. Because if he does, I think they'll they'll have the goals they need to stay up. Because Dominic Calvert-Lewin changes the way that they play. Yeah, he changes how they attack, how they press, how they do everything. So if he stays healthy for four games, you need him healthy for four games. They'll yep. stay up. And two and so, a half, two and a half games. You need him healthy for two and a half games. You need him healthy for half of the Brighton. Got to win one of those. Half of the Brighton game, the Wolves game, and the Bournemouth game. I think those are the three games yep. that really matter because you play, you play Man City next week. And let me right. let's just say this: if you beat Man City next week, everything is thrown into disarray because then Man City are now having to win every game to win right. the title. If if you beat Man City next week, the North of London will have a parade for you. The North of London will have a, not only will North of London have a parade for you, but the Red of Liverpool will also have a parade for you because <laughs> right. they'll be happy that their their counterparts will be staying up for the most part. Because if you if you if you get that win, you I feel that's the yeah, kind of momentum you need to save right, to stay it. up. Yeah, and you that's know? so that's so goddamn Dyshian too isn't it he wins the game 1-0 against Man City and it's all shit houses a win it's the grossest ugliest game you've ever seen Dominic Calvert went Lewin wins a header in like the fourth minute and that's (laughs) like he wins a header in the box in a corner and they park the bus and just slice anybody who tries to go by him yeah there's like they have like seven yellow cards in the team (laughs) at the end of the game and they and the goalkeeper gets one at the very end of the match because he's holding the ball for forty five seconds. Yeah, right. That's the kind of thing. And Dyche will literally celebrate right in Pep's oh, face, yeah. and Pep Pep will be really pissed off because Pep gets mad about some of these things sometimes, just like every manager would. I but mean, I would yeah. love that. That would be I just, great. I think that's one where like you get really upset at it, and then you just have to laugh, and you're like, you know what? I cannot believe he keeps getting away with I this. Want, <laughs> I want, I'm manifesting that because it happened to Arsenal in January, yeah. and I'm manifesting a, a Neverton win at home. They're home, yep. by the way. A man, Manchester, and I, I go to, against, against Manchester City. I'm hoping for a 1-0 shithousery win. And and just just to feel the warmth of that, just even if Arsenal don't win the title, it'd just be nice that it, it will still be very tight. Holland hits the floor within the first five minutes, right? That's gonna that's like oh, like, almost uh, a what, guarantee. James Tarkovsky like yeah, hits him to the like oh yeah near yeah, immediately Keane, as yeah. soon as the ball goes near him the first time he just cleans him out. Oh yeah, well oh yeah, this is how it's gonna be, lad. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah. All right, so we have we have a couple of quick things with regards to the title race that we need to talk about. Uh, City won it on Wednesday of last week. <laughs> it feels um, that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really kind of does. I mean, it was billed that way. There's still time. There's still, what, four games, five um, games? Arteta has not given up, but nope. yeah, but it's it's tough after Man City won both games of the 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 really like that's twelve yep. points. As they say say it's six. It's really twelve. Arsenal needed to win that game in order to keep it tight. They feels they have a game in hand. City do, and they're a point up, and they're one point up, and it's still 
you basically have to win out for both teams. Yeah. That's that's what you're playing at. Yeah. And if you get a, a shit house win against you, we're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, or yeah. you, uh, or you know, you you suffer a draw, which is the more likely circumstance. Um, you know that like that's that's immense pressure, and you can only hope that your compatriot has the same thing happen to them right. because it's you're both playing the same game now. Manchester City played um, against Fulham the other day, and it was not. I mean, they 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 dominated for periods, but they you know it still w- was tight. You know, they only won two one, and Fulham played all right. You know, they played. Fulham okay, have a way of, of getting under the skin of of some of these bigger clubs and, yeah. and playing them pretty tough. Yeah, and I think you know, like uh, I this this isn't over yet. The thing right. is, is Manchester City played nine games in thirty days, and of all the teams that play nine games in thirty days, they're the team to do it. But right, they have they have a second and a third team. That they can, have a second and a third, essentially second and third team that can compete at the highest level. But mm-hmm. but it's still a fatigue thing. Right. You know, it's still every three days of, like, playing, setting up for another game, playing, setting up for another game, playing, setting up for another game, playing, setting up for another game. And it does wear on you after a little while. And the thing is, yep. is, like, y- you won't be able to play Holland all those games. You won't be right. able to play Alvarez all those games. You're going to have to rotate your You're side. You're going to have to rotate your side. And You're going to have to rotate your coaches because you can instill game plans for every game as deeply as you would like yeah. because you simply don't have the time. An assistant's going to have to handle these games that aren't as important. Yeah. Like, you know, the Everton game? Guess what, man? Like, you're, you're also hope planning you play, for Real Madrid. Yeah. Like, you're hoping that you can you can get away with a little less preparation so you can beat right. and, and beat Everton so that you can play. But the thing is, is the way that Everton have to play, this is like one of those games that could be a real trap because you're like, oh, well, we... We really need to focus on Real Madrid on Tuesday right. or Wednesday, excuse me. And uh, you got to play Everton on Saturday or Sunday. And Everton's going to come in and play like wildfire, right? They yeah, are going to be home. Those fans are going to be <laughs> right. super loud and obnoxious and crazy, and they're going to cause a lot of yeah. mayhem. And if you look shaky, Everton's going to taste blood, yeah. right? And they're going to try and get more. I'm of telling it. you, like, if Everton find a way to get that first goal, mm-hmm. like it, like that could be a weird ending to that game. And if yeah. somehow and Manchester City can come back and win that game, this is not to yeah. say that they have the power, the kind of uh, casually and casually win that <laughs> right. game like three to one somehow. Right. But it will make it interesting. So, and the thing is, is I know Manchester City have been really great this season, but they've had their moments of like looking dicey right. and shaky, looking so, vulnerable, and looking vulnerable. So, um, they're not they're not um, infallible. They're not yeah. invincible. You know, they're not that kind of team. But no. they're ex- they're excellent. I mean, they they threw Arsenal to the side like a rag doll on uh, last they, Wednesday. That it was entirely experience. The difference in that game was one team had been there, one team had not. Right, yeah. right. They both can feel footsteps. Right, they right. both feel the extra yeah. pressure. Uh, there are players on one side of that equation who have carried that weight for years, and the other side is is trying it for the first time. And that was the difference. And that's yeah. it's no surprise that you know Kevin De Bruyne was as important in and that game. And the best player in the match, yeah. Right, because like he's just he's lived with this pressure for his basically his whole adult life now. Yeah. And the other thing is too is that they set up the game so that De Bruyne was always on the ball. Yep. And when and the thing is is Arsenal didn't figure it out until it was too late. Yep. And they did figure it out, but it was already the game had already been lost. You know, when Arsenal was in possession, they just they harassed and they were like, "We'll let you have passes. Don't miss." Right? And, like, yeah, that yeah. was the game plan. Yeah, They're yeah. like, no, no, no. It's all available. But if you make a mistake, though... <laughs> oh, we gonna get it. We're, we're yeah. gonna take it, and we it's gonna, gonna be bad it. for you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and eventually, it, it, it pairs on, on yeah. some of your some of your younger guys who haven't had that experience yet. And it's fine. You know? It's this early is a very, in a lot of their careers. This is the second youngest team in the Premier League. Right. And they're only going to be better next year. I know that people are gonna say, like, oh, they, they probably will drop. I promise you, with the depth that they'll add to it, they're gonna be right back there. And honestly, if you're Manchester City, you will be shaking your boots a little bit because. Of oh that. yeah, you know, you played them, and you're like, oh man, I'm glad. It's like I'm so, glad they're not ready yet because they're right. we're gonna struggle next year with them. It's a classic Bill Belichick thing. That yeah. it was a very Belichickian performance by yeah. Pep. Yeah, was yeah. one of the things I thought of watching it, where it was like, oh no, he just took that young team, and he was like, oh, I'm gonna show you horror. But like he's saying after the game, like, hey guys, it's never going to be like that again because now they've seen it, now they've felt it, and and they'll be ready next yeah, time. Yeah, because Arteta's like, a good coach and right. he's going to have them ready for it next year. And those the thing is, is 
People think the production of those players right now is pretty high, like Sokka, Martinelli, Odegaard. Sokka's a monster. Yeah, they're going to be better next year. Sokka, Sokka's going to, like, Sokka could be like a 25 goal tennis guy like multiple yeah. seasons like that kind of he's that kind of good and he might even fall into the 10 hole at some point in time in his career like he's yeah. great on the wing but i wonder if he'll slide into the middle and he might be even more beastly out in there well like he's he, that kind of guy he drifts inside and, yeah. and operates in that space a lot yeah, yeah. uh so how yeah. important is this game um coming up on sunday well they need season? to win they need to win tomorrow need to win who do you play tomorrow we chelsea tomorrow Oh yeah, but that's I mean, well, I mean I, it's a derby. Derbies are weird. They have to win tomorrow. Yeah, I I do think they will win, but uh, yes, I know Sunday's a far more difficult game. The next two actually, they play Newcastle and Brighton. Yeah, those, those are, are difficult. Those are games. tough teams to play. Yeah, they go both to both of them. They go to Brighton. They go to oh no no they're, maybe they're home to Brighton. I can't remember, but it doesn't. They're both difficult games. Yeah. Oh no, they go. They're home to Brighton because when they went to Brighton, Brighton, they they ended up winning like four to two, but they were like kind of schlacked in the end of that game. I remember watching that, and being Started like, "Whoa, getting, getting wailed right. on." Well, it, yeah. it's because Brighton Brighton are pretty special. Uh, they with uh, Deserby, they're pretty fun to watch, and they're right. pretty like they start flying, and you're like, "Oh no, what is happening?" Deserby's a <laughs> the guy. If I'm if I'm Chelsea, like screw any of the other, screw Nagelsmann, screw Pochettino. I think it. Pochettino is going to be the guy, by the way. Too. Probably, I think what I saw is that he will be the next manager if of you're, Chelsea. If you're deserving, just just stay at Brighton. Just stay yeah. at Brighton. Oh, develop. They have them. enough. They have enough money. They can get who you want. You can't get the best players in the world, but guess what? You can get any of those like kind of next level lower from anywhere in Germany or Italy that you think is going to fit your side or France mm-hmm. or Spain. Right? You can't get the top guys. You're not getting world beaters, but you're going to get like the really good guys yeah <laughs> and yeah. you can build a pretty great side with that i mean that's ultimately what newcastle did and brighton doesn't have that money but they have enough though i mean if they somehow make it to europe it'll be a huge deal oh yeah i mean they're i mean they just they gotta... weren't fortunate to lose in the, the semifinal of the uh the fa cup in my opinion yeah they lost some penalties but they were the better team i thought Against Manchester United. Well, they only have to um get past Tottenham, and they'll be in the. I think they'll be in the Conference League places, right? Uh, they'll be. I, my understanding is they'll be in Europe because the FA Cup. Both will, teams will be in the Champions League, right? Right, because the FA Cup team will be in the Champions League. Yes, so it would just go down to the sixth spot. I think. Okay. You just well, get then, you yeah. just get an extra spot. Yeah. Because like they basically are like, eh, we don't need this. <laughs> we already we have it in a different way. I wonder. <sighs> Deserby is a guy like it like it because he went to Russia first, or you yeah. or you went to Ukraine. Excuse me, he went to um, yeah. Shakhtar Donetsk. That like people forgot like he was a really good coach at um, Sassuolo. And uh, like really good, like he was like punching way, way above the weight. Because Sassuolo are, are not a big. They're club. they're like kind of they're not like minnowy, but they're definitely smaller in the yeah. the realm of clubs. And he had them playing against some of the best teams and like really competing. They're like a big championship side, right? It's kind of they're their, they're like they're a like mid table. They're lower to mid table. Um, Italian, like a lower uh, yeah. Serie A side. Yeah yeah, 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 high end. Yeah, high end Serie A, B, low end Serie A. And he had them competing in like sixth, seventh, sort of thing, and right? Like just always, always being tough, right to on the verge of. Um, I think he stole a couple games from like AC Milan, Inter Milan, right. things like that. Oh yeah, I think they he were, they have a like a shit house win against Juventus at one point. They played. They like, also wow. they also played too. They yeah. like played. Oh yeah, you no, know it were, wasn't like yeah. they were like playing poorly. You know, yeah. like they were playing like um, you know, Sam Allardyce and uh Allardician or uh you <laughs> know Dyshian Allardician or Dyshian. He was playing like really progressive attacking football. And Pepin um and Cal Arteta have both expressed and shown that um um have expressed in their their uh uh admiration for him and said that he's changing the game in the Premier oh, yeah. League because of the way that they play. Oh he's yeah there's a middle ground. You don't have to be a counterattack team or a heavy possession team. There's there's like a they're there very, are other ways to they're play. They're very patient at the back and they yep. wait for you to make an action. They don't care if are they Are they the guys back. doing the uh studs on the ball thing? Mhm. 
Yeah, yeah love yeah. that. Yeah, they're such very a stupid patient. little thing. Love it. Waiting, 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 and then like, oh, you decide you want to press. Okay, yeah. well, we're gonna we're gonna fuck your shit up. Well, That's pretty much what's gonna happen. Cool, and they're you, very you direct. triggered our counter press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they 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 and they become very direct very quickly. Yeah. Gasparini at uh, Atalanta has done a very similar thing. He's a guy who likes to pull everything out to the sides, and then this is fascinating, right? So he pulls everyone out to like to one side or the other. And he wants like as many players on one side or the other so that the middle, yeah, either to get it across, but he wants the middle completely free. So what happens okay. is like you can when just you, drive through the middle. Yeah, the idea is that players forget that the middle is like a space and like mm-hmm. players just run free through the middle and you create goals that way. Because how do you score goals? You need to be like right, kind you, of in the center to score goals, right? Right, in the center. And like it's a lot of misdirection, being, which is great. Being 20 to 30 yards out in the center is better than being like 18 yards out on the, the wings, wing, yeah. right? Yeah, like it's, it's more dangerous. You can score from that spot because you have the whole net to shoot at and the keeper has a little bit more time. But guess what? You put a lot of whip on that and it gets real tough real quick for yeah. him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. I I'm telling you he's the next guy. I think he's he's going to go yeah. to a big club somewhere. If I'm Tottenham, like screw all those other guys. Hire Deserby. Give him some money. Can Give we just some money and 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 start over? Like sell Harry Kane yeah. and start over. I that was actually what I was going to say. We we can agree it's over, right? Like this run with Tottenham, it needs to start. They need to re- clean them all out. So, yeah, because like right. Hugo Lloris is too old. Uh, the the other guy they have is Stranger Forster, also very, is like thirty five and just yeah. not of it. He's not the guy to to start for Tottenham in big games anymore. Like right. maybe six or seven years ago when he was at Southampton destroying teams, like as a goalkeeper, it's there, but not anymore. They need they need to rebuild and they can't defend right now. Period. Right. They are a really poor defending team. And I mean, is this where you would want like? Is this a team that should get James Madison? You think? Sell sell Harry Kane. Get James Madison, get a couple defenders from, like, France. Get, like, you know who you could go get? Go get Renato Sanchez. Get a destroyer in there. Guess what? They're doing pretty well in the Premier League right now. Everybody has a roving destroyer, and they're doing all right. I wonder, yeah, I just kind of wonder what Deserby wants for players because the style of player. Oh, I mean... But I, I feel as he can make anything work, but I have a feeling that there's a very I distinct thing he wants. don't think I would take the Tottenham job if I was Deserby. I, d- I don't think... You, can uh, you trust Daniel Levy is really the no, question, I right? think you. I think you're getting a, a B, a like high C, C plus to B level coach for, for Tottenham. I think that's the only guys who realistically are going to look around and be like... You don't think Deserby would want to take that job? No. Why is that? Because I think the Brighton job is a better job than Tottenham right now. Ooh, that that is a hot take. That's Bright- a hot take to me. You know why? Because Tottenham is still has a lot of, um, but like listen to what Conte said because he's right, right? And yeah, it's coming from basically a guy who's trying to get fired. But like, this is not an aberration that Tottenham is playing the way they are. Right. That Tottenham are where they are. Right. This is who Tottenham are as a club and until they show that they're going to be something different mm-hmm. like why take a why take a job that's essentially like dead in the water to begin with right you're ultimately your ceiling is doing what uh god i always get them confused pochettino or was it allegri who coached tottenham uh, oh, Pochettino. Allegri, Pochettino? Went, Allegri was right. a Juventus guy. Right. So, like, ultimately your ceiling is doing slightly worse than Pochettino with the side that you have. It's not gotten better. It's just gotten kind of the same or or different. And t- other teams in the Premier League are passing you. Newcastle's a better club than you now. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Man yeah. United are once again going to the top. Liverpool are a better club than you. You know, Austin Villa are going to be a better club than you. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You're in London and you have a bunch of money, but guess what? It doesn't matter because you're like the fourth best club in London now. I think here's the thing, though, is that it doesn't take a lot to change 
those things. Like Arsenal took three years, right? Took three years for Arsenal to change who they are. Mm-hmm. Do you think Daniel Levy will give someone like Deserby three years to figure it out? I'm I'm going to say this, and you're gonna love it. This is this is for you, Paul. Great. Tottenham are not Arsenal. Arsenal are successful. They have been successful, yeah. Right? Yeah. Arsenal are like one of the largest clubs in the world. Tottenham live in their shadow. Right? I Tottenham, know it's only been the last five years that uh Yeah. Tottenham are like the lesser club in that rivalry. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham doesn't want to act like that because they right. wanna be they wanna be a big club, but right. they're it's just is not as good a job. It's not as prestigious a position, and you have to accept, like you have a lot of work to do to get to that level. Right, right. Um, and I'm going in on Tottenham, but like I'm like we we build them every year, like they're this great club. Every year, every year they're going to be a Champions I mean, they, League. They've threat. been in the Champions League the last three or four years and have been like fairly successful. It's not they haven't been there. It's, and it's, they made it to the finals one time. They and, made it to the final four years ago. And yeah. they, or you know, do all right now. in the Champions League. But like, that's it. That's that's the height of their aspirations. That's who they're going to be. They're always going to come in third through sixth. They're always going to like. They're not going to fight for a title ever, is what you're saying. Basically, the only times they're ever close, they end up, you know, spruzing it up. This is the thing. This is like who is who is the one that really needs to be looked at for this? And this is this is ownership to me. This is Enoch. Right. This is Enoch and uh, and Daniel Levy mm-hmm. saying this is what we want. Yeah. We want to be just good enough so we make enough money, but we don't. Uh, we're not sure if we want to be great. And listen, I'm totally okay with that as a club. Right, if if like Newcastle United ultimately had existed in that space, yeah, with like Mike Ashley, we would have been fine. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, you know, do you want more like more aspirations? Do you want to play for finals? Yes, of course. But like, if you're a a pretty good mid major club, then you just you. Take it. You accept it. I'm dying. <coughs> right, right, right. But like, let's not pretend it's this great job when they can't find a manager who fits or sticks with them, and everybody ultimately gets frustrated and wants to leave. Right. That's. It's just not that good a job. I just wonder about. Oh, that's what's going on there next door. They're going to be playing soon. Yeah. So we need to hurry up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I think I don't know. I just think I think that would be a good fit because Tottenham back in the past was a like a really uh, like a team to watch. They were always a progressive attacking team for long periods of time, and Arsenal were the team of like defensive and defensive mindedness and and all of that. And the roles have reversed over the last twenty five years. But I just wonder if Arsenal are. It looks like Arsenal figured it out. It looks like they figure out their whole system, and Tottenham right. need to go back to the to drawing board. They also they it looks like they need to be bad for two or three years before they figure out exactly how right. to, to you rebuild. Just, you got to change the balance of your side. You gotta you gotta come in with new ideas, and part of that is going to be getting rid of the talent you've had for the last ten years, right? And and changing it all. And I don't know, man. It just I don't think you can get a top level coach because you just burnt through four of them. And I think that you kind of get to accept that you get a weirdo, like, I mean, a Marcelo Bielsa, right? Like, Bielsa would be an interesting hire for them. Or, like, I don't know, um, we don't know if he's any good, but Graham Potter, at mm-hmm. least, is a different different idea. You know, let him try and rebuild something that is different, that is built somewhat cheaper and with a more, like, like coherent vision mm-hmm. than what you have now yeah absolutely absolutely i completely agree yeah i just you need yeah you need a guy who's gonna change the culture and change a style while still having daniel levy running everything right and if that means that you have to lower the cost of what you're doing yeah then that's what you do man you don't have to spend a ton of money to be a good side yeah. There are plenty of clubs in the Premier League that are doing it right Brighton now. Brighton do it really well. Right. 
And so maybe that's what you should do instead of trying to be, I don't know, discount Man City. And worse than that, like discount, like, like they're like like a hyped up Bolton at this point. Like hyped up Sam Adoditchi and Bolton. Yeah. With like a couple of slightly better players. Oh, give it to the... Give it to the big English lad and oh, let him man. bag a couple. To end on that Spurs, we we should end on that Spursian note, don't you think? Yeah, Spur- yeah. Spurs are going to Spurs. Oh man, I can't believe I feel I don't like that. Uh, that I, I don't like because uh, as an Arsenal fan, like you know, like we like people they want to, you know, we Arsenal fans want to shit on Spurs as, as much as possible. I'm not necessarily that kind of guy because I, I I'm I maybe I'm just too nice. Part of it is that, but there's also like well, it's, it's it's big club bias, right? So here's the deal. Now that I'm a big club, <clears throat> I'm you know fixing my bow tie. Now that we're a big club, we don't care what happens in the lower leagues. But you know what? When we were fighting for relegation, and uh, and Sunderland got relegated twice, hoped we'd never see him again, right? And that's how you should feel about Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It's yeah. just you've been you've both been too good for too long, so you just you don't know what to do without each other. Well, You're I don't mind. Mesh. Oh no, I don't mind them being fourteenth. I just you know like I just don't have that. The thing is, is I just don't have that same lack of desire. Like I don't have that desire for them to be so bad that uh, you build I new want, teams to hate. Yeah, you get yeah. rid of them and then yeah. I think that's it. You can choose Chelsea. You know, I mean, I hate Chelsea. I right. really do. I hate Chelsea. Right. I hate Tottenham Man City. Get relegated. You never see him again. Guess what? You still have Chelsea. You can hate Newcastle. We're cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. All right, all right. We've we've got to we've got to end before the band starts playing. Right, the band is playing us <laughs> off the stage yeah, here now. We go. And on that note, <laughs> all hail the trash all fire. All hail the trash fire. This has been Studio One Four One. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye.